Hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people. And weak people create hard times. Does, and then it brings us all right around again to hard times create strong people. This, is a, this, is a, this, is, this has been said for many years. I don't remember who was the first one to, to say this, this eternal cycle. But it's somewhat true. And I think it can apply to software as well. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to talk briefly about the eternal cycle of software bloat. I posted this over on lunduke.locals.com a little earlier. And I think, I think this is true. This is the optimistic. This is the optimism in me overflowing and saying, if I'm optimistic, this is what's happening. And we'll get into the pessimistic part of me in a minute. So same basic idea. Bloated software creates strong programmers. <laughs> Instead of hard times, bloated software. Strong programmers create good software. And by good software, I mean lean. I mean mean. I mean light. I mean does one thing and does it well. Unix philosophy, good software. Okay. Good software <laughs> creates weak programmers <laughs> because the programmers get lazy. And weak programmers, in turn, create bloated software. And then the cycle repeats with bloated software creating strong programmers again. And I put a little arrow in here because of where I think we are in that cycle. I believe that we are at the end, right there at the top, of the weak programmers create bloated software cycle. And you see that everywhere. There is bloated software falling from the sky. It's ridiculous. There's so much bloated software. And not that there aren't good programmers out there, but we're, we're seeing them. But if you, if you think about it, we're just starting to see new good programmers who are like, you know what? I'm going to start something from scratch and I'm going to make it not bloated. I'm going to not fill it with legacy crud and I'm going to make something great. We're right at the end of that weak programmers create bloated software cycle. And we're seeing the first trickle in of that strong programmer being created thing. And hopefully my hope is my optimism is that this will usher us into an era of Strong programmers revolting, standing up, flipping over the tables in the temple and saying, no more, no more. We will make good software. We will make light software. We will make lean software. And we will make good, hard software. And of course, that cycle will just continue. Now, we've been in this cycle. We've been, we've been in this weak programmers create bloated software cycle for a while now. I'd say for at least 20 years, at least 20 years, because we had some really good quality software into the early 90s and even into the late 90s that made programmers lazy, just made them super, super duper lazy. We've gotten into this era of frameworks. This is the time, the great time of frameworks was where we're at right now. And every, you can't throw a rock without hitting a new JavaScript framework or Ruby framework or whatever. And the bloat that that has caused 
is absolutely obscene. It is crazy. The, the operating system in front of me, I'm running a Debian Linux install right now, should not be as big as it is. It's, it's pretty big. It's like, a, it's like over a gig in size for the core system with all the desktop environments and browsers and all that sort of thing. The web browser, each tab takes up 80 bazillion gigawatts of RAMs. It's insane. It's insane how utterly bloated it has become. And, and, and a great part of that, some of that, some of that is legitimate because some of that is we're, we're trying to do new things with bigger images, with higher frame rates, um, and, 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 and so we have to use more memory and more CPU power and no more bus bandwidth and all these sorts of things to accomplish that. that that's just math. I get that. But a lot of it is just pure bad programming, pure ultimate laziness. It, it just is. It just is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For all of you out there that are developers on, on, uh, the, on Chrome or Firefox or, or any of these other big web browsers, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The amount, the amount of absolute wasted resources of just extreme bloat is off the charts. And the same is true for uh, the desktop environments and operating systems. The amount of disk space that Windows 10, 11 take up, that the current Mac OS takes up, is obscene. Considering that, by and large, the functionality that these systems provide, 95% of it was done back in the 90s for this much RAM and hard drive space, but not anymore. It's obscene how bad it's gotten. But I'm going to choose to be optimistic. I'm going to choose to say that this is the cycle ahead of us, that we are simply coming out of a prolonged, dreary winter of weak programmers creating bloated software, and we are seeing the beginnings of success from these various upset programmers who are, who are revolting against that and saying, no more, I will create good software. I will get back to my roots. I will revere the work of the demo scene developers and assembly coders before me. Of people who were like, like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Remember Roller Coaster Tycoon? That game was mostly written in assembly. And it was fast, and it ran on a ton of machines. How many, how many people you know develop their games in assembly? None. They all develop it on a framework, on top of a framework, on top of a framework, on top of a framework. I don't blame them. I don't blame them because it's easier. It's way easier. Like night and day, thousand times easier. But I'm going to choose to say, I'm going to choose to say that there's enough programmers out there, enough honest to God software engineering artists who are fed up with it and are going to move towards making good software again, because I believe that is the case. Now, now there's a good argument to be made that I'm simply wildly wrong, that I am crazy wrong here. And let me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to quote I'm going to quote one of the, uh, the members, uh, Carter, from over in the Lunduke Journal community, over at lunduke.locals.com. After I posted that picture, right, which I posted it knowing that I was like, okay, I'm being an optimist here. 
And uh, because I almost posted the pessimistic version of it, which is not too far off with what Carter posted. But I'm going to read Carter's here because he, he did a great job with it. Carter says, no, Lunduke, the cycle is this. Weak programmers create bloated software. Bloated software creates strong hardware engineers. Strong hardware engineers create faster chips. And faster chips enable weak programmers. And weak programmers, in turn, create more bloated software. Yeah. Instead of saying we're optimistic and we're going to eventually get back around to having great programmers again, Carter is saying what the pessimist side of me agrees with. That there is an eternal cycle of faster hardware enables weaker programming, which will enforce weaker programs to be written. And round and round and round. And those weak programs require more resources, so better hardware will be produced. And round and round and round. That's why we end up with a situation where we, have, we put Windows 10 and Windows 11 and the latest Mac OS on these machines that are psychotically powerful compared to what we had in the 80s and 90s. Psychotically. Oh my gosh. You compare this, the i9s and i7s we have and the, and the, the M2s to the... 386 and 486 and low-end Pentiums that we had and the 68K machines back in the, back in the early 90s. But you, it's just so much faster, it's obscene. And not just pure clock speed, but just the feature set, those, it's just massive. 16 megs of RAM, 32 megs of RAM, compare it now to 16 and 32 gigs of RAM. It's insane, the difference. We're talking hundredfold, if not thousandfold increases in speed and, and storage capacity. And it's just, oh my gosh. Is your machine a hundred times faster? No. In fact, some of these machines boot slower than they used to. Some of the machines don't actually work that much faster at all. Some of them actually work slower in some ways than they did in the 90s. Now, there's plenty of examples where machines nowadays do work a bit faster than they did in the 90s, right? Like in terms of like you, you turn it on and how long does it take before it started up and you push a button and how long before it reacts. But by and large, a hundred, a thousand times fat? No, no. Why is that? Because programmers got lazier. I, I'm sorry, that's, that's just the fact of the matter. While there are the 5% of features, like, like the exact thing I'm doing right now, where I'm doing real-time video compositing and, and rendering on the GPU, was that possible back in the early 90s? No. I, I could use a, a, an Amiga video toaster and, and spin things out to a, a VHS tape or something like that, but accomplishing Fully digitally what I'm doing right now? No, it, it wasn't easily accomplishable. Certainly not at the frame rates and, and resolutions that we're talking about at this point. Not, not that my show needs super high resolution. Having a 4K version of this show would be ridiculous. It's already ridiculous to have a 720p or 1080 version of this show. You might as well do it in standard def. Because that's just how I roll. Heavens, we're black and white for the most part. Except for the little... Little, little doodads down below me. 
but we're not seeing right but we're not seeing the 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 result of that because the weak software and the hardware keeps getting faster and the software keeps getting slower and it's on a it's on an ever, never ending tumble wheel down the hill and getting and getting worse and worse as it goes carter's not wrong carter's not wrong but but i choose i choose gosh darn it to be optimistic about it Perhaps I'm forcing myself to be optimistic. Perhaps I am being irrationally optimistic, but I truly believe that that's where we're at right now. That we're about to crest over that bloated software epoch into the time of creating strong programmers. And I think we're seeing the beginning of that right now. We're seeing the early trailblazers of that with their initial projects that are creating truly fast, light, lean things. And I think we're going to see that even more over the coming years. Now, here's, here's what I'm concerned about. Here's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned that that we make good software period is going to be short-lived. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm worried that we're going to have a quarter of a century of building up software bloat. And then we're going to have five years where all the developers are like, we got to make this light and lean. And then we're right back to making more, more bad software. <laughs> I'm worried that that cycle is going to spend like 90% of the time in the let's make more bloated software <laughs> phrase. That's what I'm really concerned about. I think that that's very likely going to happen. Now, now, will that pessimistic cycle of the faster hardware encouraging bad software to be written continue? Yeah. But I'm, I'm willing to say that there's a large enough number of developers out there that are going to be focusing on doing it really hard, lean, light, and fast software out there that we're going to see the benefits of it over the coming years. I'm, I choose to believe it. Am I irrational? Am I, am I Fox Mulder with a poster on my wall where I choose to believe that software can be light and lean again? Is it irrational? Probably, possibly. But what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have to be happy and irrational about things, and that's just okay. All right, everybody. That's all I've got for today. And with that, I do declare, boys and girls, nerds and nerdettes, and podcast.